0: Now breathe in and out, one, two, three, breathe, breathe, breathe. Okay to another episode of Stoned and Social. This is the podcast where we get stoned and then you guessed it, we get social. I am your host, Namaste Nat, and we have a special treat, like a truly special treat this week because I know that you or someone you knew growing up probably had one or several of this iconic doll. I myself boast a collection of over 100 high footed ever evolving og feminine power dolls none other than barbie who took the world by storm and changed the lives of so many young girls so it's no surprise now that the new barbie movie is doing just the same with me today i have one of my favorite kens joining me welcome up ken from the real lovers podcast aka marley aka Allen. <laughs> <laughs> yes I I am everyone's favorite Alan thanks for having me you're (laughs) Alan you are Alan I I was like definitely just all men Ken's but you you are an Alan I respect you owning that I I I just I just vibe I just vibe with everyone and (laughs) you do vibe you do vibe with everyone now you know Alan on the podcast we always like to ask what you're stoned on what are you stoned on this week
1: I'm actually not stoned on anything this Fuck. week. Uh, I'm on a tea break, actually. Okay. I, I,
0: Woo, I do, we support that.
1: I do have. Uh, I'm coming off the tea break in about a couple weeks, actually. So, mm-hmm. but so I did get a stash like ready for like
0: my of course my, my major binge. So <laughs> that's how you know you don't have a problem. You have it ready for when you're ready to jump back in.
1: So I got like these these one life pre rolls it's uh okay. they're they're uh they're a hybrid strain and um yeah i've I, i've had pre-rolls. them before they're actually like they, they smoke really smooth smoothly okay. and they get you high real quick so
0: okay i mean that's really all you can ask for right <laughs> i uh i you know pre-rolls is it like a full-size pre-roll i like the little cute mini pre-rolls like give me one of those little mini pre-rolls because i can never finish a big one myself i'll just keep saving it so i've got like a bunch of those containers
1: oh they're they're the mini pre-rolls which I, okay okay which is the reason why i like them too just because yeah. it's just like i don't want to like hold this thing and be like yep. hey do you want to hit this and ask, yep. <laughs> ask my friends and stuff yep. like that
0: it's just no 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 same thing same thing okay so when you're off your tea break that's how you're going to celebrate oh totally totally okay (laughs) i am messing around with a new brand we found called Trey house and i have their hhc which is the high potency gummies um these are 25 milligrams each they're vegan and gluten-free and they are pretty nice a lot of people report feeling really euphoric with the hhc and i just don't get that when i have these i don't know if it's a me thing or or not but um i do like the way these taste and they do give me a body buzz so um i keep taking them for that reason do you feel like barbie like when you take them (laughs) <laughs> i don't feel like barbie when i take them i i want something that would make me feel like that now before we jump into things why don't you tell our stoner lights who are listening i know they probably recognize your voice but tell them a little bit about your podcast oh um my name is
1: marley or alan or ken <laughs> or ho- however i'm being uh, represented like here on this podcast but i host a podcast called the real nervous podcast Currently, with like the writer strike going on, it's a, we're pivoting our content just a little bit. We were covering all of the movies in the Letterbox Top Two Hundred and Fifty, but with the writer strike and SAG after strike going on, we're only covering the international and anime portion of the Letterbox Top Two Hundred and Fifty. And then when okay. the strike is over, we're going to be going back to like covering like the regular uh, regular amount of movies uh, on, okay. on the Two Hundred and Fifty. So, so
0: yeah. Okay. I respect that. I like it. And I'm glad that you said that because before we get into the Barbie movie, which I know we both really want to talk about, and there's a lot of buzz and conversation around it, we have to talk about the writer strike because for the first time in more than 60 years, both actors and writers are striking in Hollywood. And as a SAG member myself, I'm obviously going to support this move. But I feel like for the casual viewer, they may have some questions that we can address about the strike there's a lot of people who don't know about the strike so let's go through 10 questions i feel like the casual viewer or maybe even if you are a hardcore viewer you might not know all of the details about the strike so let's talk about why the actors are going on strike 160,000 media professionals that's mainly actors but that's going to be broadcast journalists program hosts, puppeteers, stunt performers, voiceover artists, entertainment workers, all of these people are on strike.
1: And I feel like the common like the common like thought like when you hear like say, like, like actors are going on strike or writers going on strike asking for like more residuals and more money, the <laughs> common like thought is like hey Why are they asking for more money they're making millions of dollars because i watched like their show on netflix and (laughs) they are not (laughs) maybe someone like tom cruise yes but Mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. not ever there's that's like the one one percent of the one percent like most of the people i think the stat that i read that 87 percent of people in sag can't afford health insurance which is
0: yeah they're like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. dollars and i think only uh 87 percent reach that um, or sorry excuse me um 43 percent reach that fifty-seven thousand bracket so that's still really not a lot of money and i saw today that people were saying you know suits has been streamed and watched for three billion minutes and the writers of that show got about three thousand dollars um Per episode.
1: <laughs> yeah that's insane insanity
0: so so that's really what this is all about right all of the members in the actor performer caucus are currently on strike against the major hollywood studios they're striking because they really can't reach an agreement with studios and streamers on this new three-year contract where it's covering scripted tv and movies and i know that i was reading the union said that there's a lot of key issues at stake in this negotiation especially ai and compensation from streaming and so there's a lot of you know existential factors that are out here um that people really want to get down in black and white paper so that they have a secure deal ai is a big one and i'm interested to see what they end up doing with this i know people want to know what this means when they're talking about ai in things do we want to talk about that that's the next question like what 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 about ai in in this is is really important because we're hearing ai everywhere
1: well i know for like the actor side that that ai is is like is a hot topic just because what these studios want to take like background actors like your typical mm-hmm. like extra people that aren't necessarily paid all that well but they're they use them to fill out a scene fill out mm-hmm. a scene to make like a scene like more lively and more yeah. kind of lived in what the studios want to do instead of like paying like the actors like for every project that this background actor is in they want to pay them one time put them in the movie <laughs> digitally scan them in and then use their likeness <laughs> forever uh, so, both, uh, so they only get paid once and yep. then they'll just use their likeness forever and I know yeah on the, on, on the writer side the studios are asking like the writers to use ai to like write like their scripts Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and basically they would get like half half credit which meaning (laughs) meaning they would get less money for that yeah so what they're they're already getting technically technically like since the ai is writing the script they want the writer to come in and touch everything up
0: because (laughs) because ai is dumb yeah um yeah no this is this is wild to me that this is even like i don't want fucking ai writing the majority of my shows and movies and pay the actors whose time i think it's you know it gives me like weird futurama vibes to want to digitally scan people and keep using their likeness over and over i know there's also things about like the meal breaks and things that are occurring Mm -hmm. um what does the actor strike have to do with the writer strike because they're kind of doing it together and that's where you know you're talking about the ai and the residual payments all of this overlap and that's why they're talking about streaming streaming seems to be the big issue we've got disney plus universal peacock netflix amazon we have all these things and typically a streaming show has fewer episodes and fewer seasons, which limits the upfront money as compared to like the, what is it? The 22 episode season on network television. Yes. So that's how they want to get away also with just like paying them less.
1: (laughs) Yes. It's, it's basically the studios just want to just use less people. Like they're, they're advocating Mm -hmm. for like smaller writer's rooms which they're calling mini rooms like so typically dumb. typically i i haven't written on a show but typically like for like when you write on a show you get hired on to like a writing staff and yeah. then you run you run you basically write a script together and kind of like bounce ideas off.
0: collab mm-hmm. and
1: like that whole process is how kind of like people the aspiring writers like myself would kind of like break into the industry and then when you have mini rooms you really only have like one or two people yeah two to, two to three which is kind of it, it's cutting it's cutting out like the mm-hmm, people like mm-hmm. me trying to break into the industry and yeah like yeah these these studios these studio execs they really just want to just maximize profits because mm-hmm. they're realizing
0: capitalism yeah <laughs> capitalism
1: it, it's gonna kill us all it's gonna kill us all it but, really
0: is It really is. And I know the union is also asking to share in just the revenue that's generated by projects on streaming services because they want the payments to be based on viewership numbers. But these studios have been really secretive about the data and it's so weird to think that they want to pay someone once when they're going to show something so many times over and over again. Now, I know, um, coming up here soon, you know, people are going to be asking, like, should I cancel my streaming service? And I don't think SAG has officially called for any kind of consumer boycott right now. No, not right now. Even though I've kind of,
1: I've taken the liberty and already started kind of Mm -hmm. canceling my streaming services. I don't have Netflix anymore just because I wasn't watching it. I, I I don't Please have anyone no no one's watching uh I don't have Amazon anymore I, I know you're oh happy gosh. to hear I know you're happy to hear about that mm-hmm, you're not really mm-hmm. big fans here it still yeah <laughs> nope uh, <laughs> and then I, I I'm really focusing on cl- getting my physical media collection like back back in gear and because mm-hmm. that's the issue with like this these streaming companies is that a movie can come on and be like Oh, we lost the license. We're just going to take it away and stuff yep. like that. It's just, it's it's, then, it's not a good business. It's not a good business. It deal. isn't.
0: And that's, that's another question people are going to have is how is this going to affect the shows that they watch? I know there's production on a lot of shows that have been halted like Stranger Things, Cobra Kai, Yellow Jackets, all these things have now been pushed back and they were already being pushed back because of COVID stuff. So, um, there's going to be movies that dates got pushed back as well right
1: yeah there's the, i think like an entire marvel slate got pushed back like mm. on the phase
0: Dead five Will i 3 believe as well yeah
1: uh, across the spot or uh, beyond the spider-verse i think has an indefinite date because it has wow. it, it has all the issues with its animators that it might go on strike here pretty mm-hmm, soon mm-hmm, and mm-hmm i don't even know if it's supposedly it was supposed to come out next year after across the spider-verse but they're but now i don't think it's even written i don't think that they even have a script yet and the actors can't even record their lines because they're on strike too so it's like yeah
0: yeah and the longer the strike lasts the more productions are just going to be laid the less time these productions are going to meet their release date so yeah um, i
1: think the difference between this strike going on which i think as we're recording this i think this is day 102 of Mm -hmm. the strike for at least for the writers and the difference between this strike going on and the one that happened in 2007 is that all these companies have really built up the back catalog for like movies and tv Mm -hmm. so they're able to kind of like sit pretty comfortably for for a while because yeah. they were pumping out content like left and right and oh I, yes oh, you yes. know for me like my watch list has been grow has been growing like uh like just pretty much since f- for for like the last five years and yeah that's kind of like the one thing that Netflix has like over like all these other companies mm-hmm. is that they have the back catalog but so- yeah. sooner or later that's gonna run that's gonna run up dry and they're oh gonna, yeah uh, they're going to have to like strike <laughs> a deal yeah. with people.
0: I mean I know Max even removed Westworld because they're trying to save money right mm-hmm. now. So, um okay, let's answer these last two questions cuz I think these are interesting. Mm-hmm. Um one of the last questions is why the hell is Fran Drescher from The Nanny <laughs> leading the actors? I know there's a lot of people who might not know this, but if you know Fran Drescher from her best known 90s sitcom role as The Nanny, She's the president of SAG. So she's representing all of the actors. I think she was elected in 2021. Um Tom Hanks has been the president as well, but she's she's out there. It's so funny to see Frey and Dresser out on the picket line with people.
1: Yeah, it's I think it's just it's it's kind of like solid. It's 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 not just I I didn't even know that she was the president, to be honest, of SAG. <laughs> until yeah. like, she came, like, made that really great speech, and I think it's just it's such solidarity solidarity across both sides. Like, on on like, because if you look up say, uh, friend uh, Drescher's like political views, mm-hmm. like, uh, like actually don't look it up because you might not <laughs> like her. Like, after that, because <laughs> um, but it just shows like no matter like what side you're on, like, yeah. what's happening like with these actors and writers it's it's not right and no like you guys one of these like you just had to put your foot down and be like hey we gotta yeah. treat these people fairly you gotta pay them fairly because like i love movies like that's like my handle marley loves film like i wouldn't like be able to do what i do if i didn't mm-hmm. have like the content yeah the content content and, to Roo. yeah exactly and it's just like you got to put your foot down and support the people that kind of put a smile on her face or or just uh make us cry and stuff like that it's yeah, just yeah it's it.
0: they're they're working and they deserve to be paid and the money that gets merchandise from these things is just is nuts sometimes and so one of the last questions i keep hearing people ask is why is everyone mad at these guys bob Iger and david Zaslav? like why is everyone so mad and so this is the ceo of the walt disney company and the ceo of warner brothers um and they've not been helpful to the strike
1: no like bob Iger has come out and said that he's willing to sit out like the strike until the writers and actors start losing their apartments which is yeah that's, that's awful i i that's which is completely awful and like when yeah. i heard that i was just like who's his pr person that <laughs> l- released like that he doesn't clone? have one it, it clearly clearly he clearly doesn't have one <laughs> but it's just yeah. like like why would you say something like that if you're trying to get people on your side to be like yeah. hey the streaming is like a big like money suck we, we can't oh, yeah. actually We can't, uh, which I think is a total lie. Like when they say that, like, oh, I think so too. That's why they don't want to
0: release the data. Of course they are. And he's a bad guy. He's, he's, you know, in the past, he's, he's, um, shelved almost done films like batgirl and he's taken completed series and movies from hbo max streaming service uh now max because he just wanted a tax right down and so mm-hmm. he is not a very good guy i know that he said that the demands were unrealistic um of the union he said like it's just it's not realistic it's damaging to the whole business but they have huge salaries right these unions are contending that the wages that they've received have stayed stagnant or dropped across the industry but that the ceos are still getting these massive payouts so when he re-upped at disney as ceo he got a package that was valued at 27 million dollars and the warner brother ceo got a compensation package of 39.3 million dollars so <laughs> that's for one person
1: Correct correct me if I'm wrong. I think the the percentage that the rider that the WGA and SAG Aftra are asking for, they're asking for like two percent yeah, of their it's salary. Not, it's like which is like I think it's like three hundred million. And I'm just yeah. like yeah. <sighs> yeah.
0: there's so much money going around, it's ridiculous. There's so much money. There's so much money. And so I, you know, I think dresser said on the very first day that the union was looking at the potential cost of striking for up to six months and that it's not going to end until the studios and union have this agreement on a new contract. And so the majority of the union members have voted to really ratify that contract. So I'm curious to see what happens because they're so far apart on key issues. Well, and, and
1: they said that uh, I think, the governor of california gavin newsom has come out and mm-hmm. said that if they don't if they don't come to a deal by october then he's mm. going to start he's going to step in which Uh-oh. kind oh, of, wow. like, yeah I, I don't know if that's like an if that's official like he was serious about <laughs> that if he was just trying to get something okay. going but it's just like yeah oh.
0: yeah so, that would so, be a never before seen thing yeah yeah
1: exactly but it's like just, if you think about it like he, he actually benefits um like the oh, government yeah. of California benefits of greatly because yeah like the who's movie gonna industry, vote for him now <laughs> yeah, yeah the movie industry in like in California are, is a huge business and if like that mm-hmm. crashes like oh, in our, yeah. our, our, pretty much our entire economy just is is done. Yeah. yeah it
0: runs on media and um also it's just you can't you can't hold these people hostage for this long so Mm -hmm. um i'm looking forward to a resolution i want the actors and the union to get what they want i think they deserve that and probably more but baby steps so um
1: what little shout out i'd like to give mm -hmm. i know we're talking about like the billionaires and like and the ceos are being greedy and just selfish but the the one good thing that we we kind of got like from like this strike is you see a lot of independent like movie studios like a24 coming out and saying like we agree to these terms and they, they mm-hmm. just signed on to like they, i think they signed like 30 30 movies onto mm-hmm. like their their schedule yeah to, yeah uh uh to, because they agreed to the terms so yep. good on a24 like they're an independent movie studio not uh, yeah like, away from like the amp tp yep uh that the writers are striking uh striking against and it's like it's funny that a independent movie studio is willing to pay the writers and actors what they're worth but uh, But
0: these big studios can't
1: yeah exactly yeah Yeah, it's ridiculous
0: well i think now we can move on to our woman of the hour barbie i Love that this movie started out with a plastic doll, but ends up being so powerfully, strikingly human. It's fabulously pink. It's surprisingly thought-provoking, and there was some like unexpected touching parts in it. What did you think about it?
1: I, I absolutely adored it. To be to be honest, I, I I I'm a big fan of like short movies too because it, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just under two hours, and mm-hmm. I feel like it, it did exactly what uh, what mattel asked for to like make like a barbie movie and kind of like a like appeal to millennials and kind of bring barbie back into kind of like the public eye even though barbie's yeah. never necessarily never like never left yeah but i to, to be honest like the thing that i kind of opened my eyes a lot is that the opening shot to barbie with where it's a reference to 2001 uh a space Stanley space odyssey Cooper. yeah
0: yeah and
1: And you have like the, the, the narration of Meryl Streep talking about Mm -hmm. how little girls used to play with like baby dolls Mm -hmm. because the industry was trying to get girls to be motherly and like raise children. And then Barbie comes along and says, says that women can be anything Mm -hmm. as long as you put your mind to it. And it's like, I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. Like I used to like, see like, like like baby dolls kind of like around like uh, Mm -hmm. and like little girls kind of like holding and taking care care of it but (laughs) when it was put into context like that I'm like wow that's actually it's yeah a, that's kind of messed up the, the industry oh yeah oh like
0: absolutely yeah i mean it's all been like that i i'm lucky i wasn't one of those kids growing up i did play with barbies but that's because she could do a lot more than having me take care of her give mm-hmm. us some barbie movie stats here
1: um I, I uh greta Gerwig. it was directed by greta gerwig this is her third film she okay. first directed *Lady Bird*, which is mm-hmm. kind of it, it was critically acclaimed and then she moved on to direct little women and then mm-hmm. barbie is her third film which is yeah. absolutely insane that she's like three films in and she's already kind of like directing like this mass mass, mass toy movie and stuff like that it's yeah. uh it, it's really great i have like uh an interesting fact about the person that played ken uh
0: mm-hmm. Ryan
1: Gosling uh, which who mm-hmm. did a fantastic job I, I think amazing Ryan Gosling, job Ryan Gosling per, nailed the himbo type character perfectly. <laughs> yeah but mm-hmm. the interesting thing that I found out about him is that uh Greta Gerwig spent hours and hours looking for the right Ken just because <laughs> just because she was looking for like uh the type of actor that w- is mm-hmm. willing to uh be second in command to Margot Robbie as Barbie sure yeah and mm-hmm. and not a lot not a lot of men that took uh the audition for Ken wanted mm-hmm. to kind of be like oh I'm gonna take the back seat except for Ryan yeah. Gosling so round of applause for 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 Ryan Gosling to be like hey, oh yeah I'll let, he's I'll had practice from one.
0: the notebook yeah exactly <laughs> so like I mean I've always been a fan of his but um I love how he pulled it off. He's already kind of a a goofball. Um, And I know that what they, what did they say? Daniel uh, Levy and um, Bowen Yang and uh, Ben Platt were also considered for Barbie. They were also just other Kins, but they auditioned for the Kin role.
1: Right. And and, and I, I do love like that this movie has like, Ken but it's just everyone's Ken it's not like mm-hmm. it's it's like it's like I loved like when the credits rolled, it would just be like Barbie 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 Ken 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 it's just like I I just thought I, I thought that was I thought that was funny but um another little fun fact is that there was a pink shortage too like when making this movie <laughs> they use so much pink paint that there is a wow. pink shortage across America which it. It, it's it, it, i just think it's funny to be honest. that's, funny.
0: that's it, funny there's gonna be another pink shortage all the clothes and stuff are pink shortage tell us what the budget for this was but don't tell us how much it's made yet we'll talk about that later
1: uh the budget oh, hold on sorry i gotta pull that one up. um
0: i think it was uh it was a lot i mean it, it had some you know the cgi was there yeah so.
1: CGI was there, but uh, the thing that I enjoyed about Barbie is the practical sets as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry,
0: you I me liked to how much of budget. it. <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed normally it, you're like boom. Is that a um, hundred million? A hundred million dollars? A hundred million. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's cool. That's not a. Uh, that's not cheap. I'm. It's,
1: I, I. It's not want cheap. To
0: tell any, it's
1: not no. cheap but indiana jones had uh i think that was a 220 million dollar budget
0: oh, and okay. then
1: uh we uh well you know you know about this franchise the fast and the furious fast <laughs> fast 10 fast x yes, you yes guess how yes. big the budget was on that uh oh, i it was pretty big 340 million
0: so yeah, they got they we got cars and insurance you know family. they got the diesel family to feed <laughs> <laughs> so that
1: 100, 145 million was the budget okay. and that was that was uh that's cut in half to fast tens budget so wow yeah
0: <laughs> yeah okay so i um i like that and i know that a lot of people have seen margot robbie in some other things um she's the one who played barbie um i'm in love with her from harley quinn and some other stuff but she got paid 12 mil for this she has the highest salary of any actress in hollywood last year with this role
1: it's deserved oh Uh, yeah for, for, for this movie and a lot i've heard a lot of controversy like online too about mm-hmm. whether margot robbie is because there's a big talk about like movie stars these days mm-hmm, of like mm-hmm. whether we have movie stars that will push people to the cinemas because really it's just tom cruise at that point like tom cruise will, <laughs> yeah well because people know that name mm-hmm, i would mm-hmm. make the argument that margot robbie is one of those stars that people when people see her name they generally we'll will it. they'll go out and mm-hmm. see it Do you agree they want to know
0: yeah i mean i the minute i heard that she was going to play barbie and i already had wanted to see it i was like yes i'll watch it because i i like her as an actress i do want to say if you're listening and you're thinking about taking your kids to this do not (laughs) it is (laughs) pg-13 like it's pg-13 and i was talking to a friend of mine being like man 13 year olds nowadays know way too much and so um It's PG-13, but there's a lot of adult themes and humor um, and messages in it. I feel like if you're okay talking with your 13-year-old about the thing they've just seen and breaking some things down for them and not (laughs) judging them, not trying to impress your uh, biases on them that they can watch this.
1: People get beached. That's
0: all I'll say in part. People get beached, yeah. People get beached. They're beaching off. They're beaching off. Now there was something else just happening because this film is like two weeks old like barely it's still baby it's still i'm still in the theater we're gonna go see it again um what else was in the theater that's just been hyping this like barbie mania up oh it's oppenheimer codename barbenheimer (laughs) (laughs) love the internet
1: see this is what i loved like the internet for and the marketing campaign around oppenheimer christopher nolan's like Movie about like the atomic bomb, but uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer, the mm-hmm. creator of the atomic bomb, Christopher Nolan's new like blockbuster hit. I love that these two movies came out on the same day, and the internet, millennials, Gen Z, Gen yep. X, they just rallied around it. And uh, we'll, we'll get into the numbers like later about how much, <laughs> yeah, how much like these films made, but I think what I love most, like when you, you 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 see the numbers like these two films really carried each other and you, oh, yeah it, it's it's lovely to see that two movies made by like real people and like cinema films like barbie is like a cinema mm-hmm. film film that you go to the movies to like to see and, and it's it's nice seeing people embrace like movies like that not movies made by ai not movies mm-hmm, that are mm-hmm. like that are like computer generated. It's like like these movies took time to make. And yeah. I feel like that sends like a message to these studios from like what we mentioned uh, at the beginning. It's just like we, the audience doesn't want like AI to like make their movies. They want like real people like on screen. They want real people writing like their movies. I think that, that, that like that's important like when you see like those numbers.
0: Mm-hmm. I think so too. And it was, I loved that the movie theaters and places were getting in on it. There was a lot of movie theater places that still are offering like a Barbie Hyman special, where if you go and see both movies in the same day, you get like a free popcorn or a free drink, or um, you get like discounted on the second movie, at least that there are movie theaters still doing that here.
1: Yeah, uh, th- there's definitely movie theaters still doing it uh, where I'm at too. And and even like, the even like uh, like a film like Oppenheimer too is being shown on like seventy millimeter and 30, 35 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. millimeter like film, like that doesn't happen like anymore. And like no. Barbie isn't shot on wasn't shot on film, but still, it's like it, the fact that these films are so different between each other. But people are are like making like fan art of like Barbie like next to the atomic yeah. bomb. It's just like i i'm sure you'll 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 post some of like those pictures like on social media and i'll share yeah. them with you but it's it's just so great because i love going to the movies and like having like this social experience with like people and it's mm-hmm, lovely mm-hmm. seeing like people having like the same type of experience as i do on a weekly basis yeah
0: like yeah people in dressing this, up in the setting yeah there were tons of people who were dressed up i like that there's been some other um dual movie releases that are like odd spectral movies where like they're kind of opposing one of the ones that people may really remember that was recent is dark knight came out the same day as mama mia and so like these two movies are like pushing people in the theater and then i think it happened again in like 1999 with the matrix and 10 things i hate about you and i worked at the movie theater during that time so i know i went to see um those movies so it was kind of the same sort of thing but i like that cultural phenomenon that's behind it where everyone was trying to go see it i couldn't see it i couldn't see oppenheimer opening weekend because we just could not find tickets within an hour of us
1: that, that see that's like the major problem like with <laughs> especially because like I I saw opening night but my theater was like completely packed it was sold out mm-hmm. and it's been sold out like I think for like yep. two, two months two months now and stuff like that it's 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 crazy, it's crazy absolutely crazy like the movies are back
0: the movies are back (laughs) the movies are back the movies are back so let's talk a little bit about the storyline of barbie i guess we can try and talk about it without too many spoilers but margot robbie is just stereotypical barbie and she's just becoming decidedly less perfect and that leads her to come to the real world our world for answers
1: she, she starts getting
0: cellulose. Cellulose. <laughs> yeah. And she has thoughts of death. Yes. Thoughts of death,
1: Barbie.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and uh, I, I love that when she's in the real world, this is when she meets uh, America Ferreira and Ariana Greenblatt. And without going into the details of like the movie's parallel universe logic, it's due to some things happening in the real world that's affecting Barbie land
1: um mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite things about like the universe is kind of like coexisting and like them going back and forth or, or uh mm-hmm. it's I don't think it's a spoiler I don't because it's in the trailer like mm-hmm. Bar- Barbie essentially like travels to our world like I think by car jet ski uh rollerblading rollerblading onto Venice Beach which is absolutely incredible mm-hmm. like incredible <laughs> but th- i what i love most about like that like sort of mechanic is like they don't explain it they're like greta gerwig basically just established like like yeah it, they,
0: yeah they can, yeah let's do, it. do this but... they can do it um yeah it's i like that it doesn't need to be explained you're already watching a movie about a doll so like just go with it um mm-hmm. but barbie gets that lovely rude awakening <laughs> when she comes into the real world she gets like the sexist remarks. She gets physically harassed on the streets of LA, which is very much accurate to LA. Um, and Venice Beach. Venice Beach. Especially. And Venice Beach. I really wanted Chet to make an appearance. Oh I was God. like, please, if Chet is in the background, if Chet is is Ken, if he's like Beach Ken, um like really <laughs> Beach Ken or like Workout Ken, like I would have died. But he wasn't in it. Um, what if he was shot? He, he could
1: have been, He could have just been in the background as this is what
0: ai is needed for just put chat in back there for you don't me. not um you,
1: you don't have to do that because he's always at venice beach running around working I know. out so Greta I know, but he's have...
0: not gonna he's not gonna wear the pink i know chat he's not gonna wanna yeah he's not gonna wanna be around it um but but this, I this is gonna, interesting
1: i knew you were gonna <laughs> work chet somewhere
0: into this barbie <laughs> talk <laughs> I, I have to I, I have to um but this also means when they go to the real world that Ken Ryan Gosling gets to see what it's like in the real world because in Barbie land the patriarchy <laughs> yeah Barbie rules all and so um tell us tell us a little bit about Ken's <laughs> journey into the real world and what he picks up well he
1: goes to century city and finds out
0: that (laughs) men rule the world and
1: horses are a part of that and he is just in awe of everything he loves it he He, loves it (laughs) he's what I love most about like them in the real world is like they're like kids like because mm-hmm. they they never experienced all this but like yeah. when they're in barbie land uh, this is something that we forgot to mention at the beginning is that what i love most about like how this film looks and how everyone kind of behaves and acts like barbie dolls they act mm-hmm. like barbie dolls but it they act like someone's playing with barbie dolls like at the yes. beginning with when barbie <laughs> is like gently kind of like floating down into her car it's -hmm. like it's like a little girl is just like i'm gonna put you in barbie's corvette and stuff like that it's just like everything everything about like how they act it's like someone's kind of like playing with like yeah uh, like a Mm marionette yeah mm -hmm. which i can Um, respect i can respect like mainly because uh one of our uh, not to bring up fast and furious again but like that's
0: like <laughs> but here we go <laughs> this
1: is this is what i love about fast and furious is because it's like the filmmakers are kind of like playing with hot wheels
0: mm-hmm. and this is
1: kind of like the filmmakers playing with barbie dolls and just having like ah. a good time so
0: yeah i would say that yeah it's a it's it's got that quirky feel to it which i i love um and even the way that ken interprets the things that he sees like you said it's um it's it's almost childlike in the depiction of this takes a really comical extreme it's kind of hilarious and icky all at once because it's real stuff but it's been exaggerated for for the movie and um barbie and ken just have to figure out what they've learned in the real world and how that's going to apply to them in Barbie Land, because really, all Ken knows in
1: Barbie Land is just beach. That's all, I know. yep, that's one, all one he knows. One of my favorite lines is, that <laughs> "He's like, I just do beach, and I'm like, uh <laughs> <laughs> And the, the like when he's in the human world and he's like trying to like get a job as a lifeguard, and yeah, he's like I'll just stand here, and the guy's like, "But you got to rescue people," and he was just like, "Well, that's not <laughs> my like, job no, I just beach.
0: So <laughs> I just do beach. That's it. That's it." <laughs> tell so us about good. alan in the movie i don't think this is a spoiler at all um no i don't i don't think so i don't think, I think um, he's in the trailer. let's not say who yeah let's not say who plays alan but um i love alan is I a, vibe. Alan. Alan alan is is a, a vibe. whole vibe um it, he's not like a ken he was a doll in the real mattel world he was made um And just never really picked up um, when they made Alan way back in the day. So I do like that this movie is a callback to doll collectors. And if you're into Barbies, you know about things like the discontinued doll that is Alan in the movie. Or or Midge, the pregnant Barbie. Midge, yes, I remember Midge. I've seen Midge. before um every there's lots of people who play barbies in this movie Mm
1: -hmm.
0: let's talk about some of those barbies because i didn't i only watched one trailer and that's it i didn't want to see too much about this so i was really surprised when i saw a bunch of other actors and actresses that i liked in it and uh the barbies i was super excited by what you,
1: you what about what about ken there's a there's a in there that's in another movie that that, that movie franchise that you like jo- uh, <laughs> oh
0: i was so mad i was so <laughs> mad when i saw john cena's ken i, I was know. pissed i was like no no he's getting in
1: all my movies i i i thought of you when he popped up on screen i was just like Good. oh Nat i was is, yelling that is probably screaming in the theater right yep now.
0: yep i was i it's was like why not Vin Diesel? Um, Where's Vin Diesel yeah from? yeah like if you're like, gonna give me a kin like not bald-headed not Ken. bald-headed yeah kin. family kin, yeah, family kin. Family. <laughs> <laughs> um Issa Rae was the, was in the barbie movie which president i loved barbie. as a president barbie yes like cannot um get better than that i loved i loved her in it and kate mckinnon <laughs> <As> <laughs> is barbie. in it yeah just playing um she does such a lovely role with um i i love her sense of humor and i feel like i don't know how much of this role was like her creation but i feel like it probably was more than we realize of her just being like let me just be weird and greta being like sure go for it (laughs) i'm pretty sure
1: greta said those exact words just like yeah just be weird (laughs) kate mckinnon just do it do 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 what you do on snl and
0: go do uh, your thing
1: she like watching her on screen kate mckinnon made me hurt just because the way she did the splits because oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> for anyone did you have a weird barbie growing up
0: uh i did not but everyone knows someone who had a weird barbie and those were the people who i didn't let play with my barbies i was the, like nope you can't I would take have care been of that them person
1: that you knew i would have been <laughs> <laughs> because i didn't own any barbies like growing up but i would uh quote unquote steal barbies and like because wow. because because i'm a i'm a boy and i like sure i, I, I like kind of like Putting strapping them to RC cars. It's
0: like, <laughs> oh, I had cousins who did that with my stra- Barbies, strapping
1: um, strapping them to rockets and have them go to space and stuff like
0: that. We made a test dummy Barbie for that because um, my dad was like, "I'm tired of you getting upset." So we made like a little test dummy Barbie suit and like little hat, which was made out of one of those um, plastic containers that you get from the quarter machines. Because my cousins did that, they would take my Barbies and yeah use them yeah. for any stupid experiments they had.
1: Pull, pull their hair out draw on them like that's kate mckinnon just like <laughs> yeah
0: yeah uh i think we should talk about i know people are gonna say this like the the buzz around barbie has really been about how quote unquote woke it is if it's too woke
1: oh I, to be honest i haven't really I've tried to block (laughs) all this out because it seems like whenever a new movie comes out, it's always someone like, like, uh, when the or whatever his name is, I don't want to say his name on the podcast, but everyone knows, everyone knows what I'm I'm talking about. It's just, it seems like any new movie that comes out, they always find like something like, Oh, too woke. This movie hates men. And I'm just like, if you actually watch like the movie like no spoilers this movie is actually very pro men and very like mm-hmm, pro women mm-hmm. too and it's like it's pro
0: people yeah um, exactly. i do think you know fuck ben shapiro um <laughs> i'm not afraid of him uh i think i love that it got such a bug up his butt that he just couldn't i love that he went to see it and then he was like oh they made me go see it and i'm like nah, you wanted to see it but <laughs> it's a movie you don't like it's not that it's not that serious i did feel like there were a couple parts in the movie that were trying a little bit too hard to get a message across but i'm going to just chalk that up to some of the viewers being really dense (laughs) and needing this message to be heavy handed so um
1: and also i i I will agree with you it's it was a little bit too on the nose and i i think it's also what you said about the audience being a little dense but Mm -hmm. i think that's also kind of like greta gerwig too because yeah greta Greta gerwig is very kind of like white uh white feminist kind of like like views and stuff like that Mm -hmm. where it's just kind of like white savior and just kind of like uh just inserting like poc people in just to be like hey yeah um like, i'm doing good here and stuff like that <laughs> it's a little toned down here but yeah you could definitely kind of see it kind of like seeping through the cracks and it's just like i i, I kind of wish that it, it wasn't there but i feel like out of all of her movies like this is kind of like the, this is
0: the best one yeah yeah with that, that with that yeah i mean at one point barbie gets called a fascist which i i felt was like a little bit of overkill but i don't know anyone in my social circle whose like self-esteem was actually impacted by a doll that's not saying that there weren't some people i just might not be able to relate to that so um
1: i feel like that moment that you're talking about was like i watched it i've watched it two times the second time it was a little cringe but it makes sense because the person that calls uh, calls her mm-hmm. that is america Ferrera's like daughter who is is yeah. Gen z and gen z is very common to kind of like call <laughs> call people out on their bullshit and it's like yep it's i i felt like it made sense for her character for her character okay i like that spin i like
0: that spin i do love that the repeated message is that you kind of have to be yourself like no matter the stereotypes the standards um just that you've been created to be yourself and do what you want and that it's okay to change that i really liked that overall message throughout the movie um it went kind of beyond the cliche plot of finding yourself though i know self discovery really played a big part so i liked it i thought there was a lot of parallels um in the movie obviously that were drawn to today's world so i liked it
1: yeah for sure i think it's one of my favorite movies of the year like so far and like not to bring up this movie franchise again but you, I had to bring this up because fast I, counter three. I, <laughs> I I had to bring this up because I know that you thought about this like when 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 you saw this scene happen. Like I won't reveal too much because spoilers. But there's mm-hmm. a moment where America Ferreira is driving a car really fast, and her daughter <laughs> for, for 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 reasons for reasons, and her daughter asks like, "How would you learn to drive like this, uh, mom?" <laughs> And she's like, oh, uh, dad showed us. And I'm just like, Dominic Toretto? Yep, family, (laughs) family showed her. (laughs) This is is the connection. This is
0: the Barbie and Fast and Furious crossover. This is the crossover right here. Yep. What I really hope, because I do love, I, again, love the movie. Love that this wasn't just a frivolous flick that can help you clear your mind after watching Oppenheimer. Um, I... I know that this movie's been a wild success, and that they already are talking about making more from the toy world. But specifically, I know Barbie. Uh, part of you know the deal for all this was that Greta and all of them only agreed to this if they were they were not going to be held to a sequel so i don't know if there's going to be a barbie 2 but i feel like they want to start pumping out these fucking toy movies
1: yeah uh mattel has already coined the mattel cinematic universe (laughs) which
0: (laughs) i saw uno might be made into a movie barney is going to be a horror film uh, which Barney seems
1: re- interesting. Yeah, because it stars I'm here for Daniel Barney. Kaluuya, D- D- Daniel yeah. Kaluuya, and he says he wants it to be like this, just this crazy, just just horror A twenty four like type yep. uh type movie, and I'm just like
0: ridiculous.
1: I am I'm, I'm all in. I'm all <laughs> in on it. So uh, there's a Hot Wheels movie, which
0: yeah, like, just like people were saying they want the the uno movie to be like a yugioh episode <laughs> the they want it to be like an anime card fighting game no. um i just i don't want to see you know some of the message in this movie because it's for millennials it's also for the modern era they're talking about capitalism a lot in this movie but <laughs> jokes on us i'm pretty sure they're about to pull the old switcheroo and start doing capitalism right after this movie like this movie is capitalism so it's interesting to see this message but also being part of the problem
1: yeah it's it's super <laughs> weird especially when you have like will ferrell's character as like the executive yeah. kind of like making mm-hmm. fun of executives but it's just like we all know what what you're doing here it's just yeah yeah yeah
0: so i i would say that you know this movie really acknowledges that life is tough for everyone men women everyone alike but at the end of the tunnel or a movie all of these ups or downs are what makes everything worth being here you don't have to chase perfection because that's kind of boring and i really like that there isn't just one way to interpret this film. And that's kind of the entire point. The character of Ruth Handler said it best. She did not create Barbie with a conclusion in mind. It's really up to Barbie to reach her own conclusion. And I think that's, I think that's solid advice.
1: Yeah, for for sure. And it's like, you don't really need like another movie to kind of like continue the story. It's, this is why I love movies like in general where it's like, it, you, like a movie, can live on forever and ever with just one movie. You don't really need yeah. ten movies and stuff like that. You, it's just yeah. that one movie, and then it can build on based on like the fans and stuff like that. And, exactly.
0: Uh, yeah. You know what else it can build on? Munchie of the week. No, not profits. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well the executives. They they, they the Oh yeah, they there, will. Yeah. Not
0: the actors though. Sorry guys. Um yeah. I've got my munchie of the week. Um you've got a surprise, munchie of the week. Yeah. M- you want mine, me to go first? Uh, yeah, mine's easy. Mine's the uh has to go Barbie Pink Lemonade. Um it's made by Swoon. It's like zero sugar sweet drink um it's uh yeah it's basically pink lemonade water but it's pink and it's barbie shut up shut up because i have pink yes. lemonade
1: right here i'm ju- i'm uh, drinking it right now <laughs> Uh oh which one is it it's just standard pink lemonade that i made it's not it's nothing, i love like, it it's so good it's so refreshing
0: this is wow we did not coordinate this no we, we are not, not that but I, I also, I it. have
1: like a whole pink setup. Like you could, oh. see it, you could see it on Instagram right now. We got, I got nice. all pink Starbursts and then I got, okay. <laughs> and then I got strawberry Pocky, which isn't technically mm. pink, but it's pink adjacent. So.
0: It's pink. Yeah. It's dipped in pink. Um, I like it. I I did go out and buy a new hot pink blazer for this movie. When I went to the movie, there was tons of people who were dressed in pink i don't know if you saw the pink people as well
1: oh i i saw tons of people in pink and i felt like an awkward and lame person <laughs> just dressed in black from oppenheimer yeah, like, you just choose your fighter you have this sea sea of pink and then you have me in the front row because that's where I sit <laughs> when i go to the movies and it's just mm-hmm. the one dude just in black all black <laughs> <laughs>
0: now marley before we wrap up today i want to share with you our new segment out of this world it's where i share with you an out of this world space fact but today i'm just going to share with you an out of this world fact which are aliens you know, real maybe maybe they're getting to that that's hold on we still got the rest of the year to figure that out they're talking about ufos that's we're don't worry we're gonna figure that one out
1: uaps i think that's what they
0: um the the fact is that pink is the new green as you just said with the barbie movie they ran out of pink paint across the nation um barbie also crossed one billion dollars of box office revenue this week this weekend actually and it's currently domestically that's 1 billion
1: worldwide internationally Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. at 500 million domestically 502 domestically which is that's crazy absolutely crazy and i am actually very mad about that because if people have been following me on instagram i've been doing like a little summer movie summer movie contest where Mm -hmm. me and two other people were competing against each other to see which movies would be the 10 highest grossing movies of the summer i put barbie at seventh (laughs) and right now it's sitting at number
0: one which is now putting me
1: in last place so
0: that's okay though i mean this is only the 53rd movie in history to have earned more than a billion dollars at the global box office it's also the first film directed solely by a woman to join this billion dollar club so um that that opening weekend was just amazing
1: not only it the opening weekend was amazing but it did it on less screens than most movies that are in the billion dollar club uh Mm -hmm. it opened interesting it opened on less screens and then warner brothers warner brothers basically uh, allowed the, to be on premium screens and stuff like that, and that's when it just started making more money and more money and mm-hmm. more money. And mm-hmm. gr- great job, Greta Gerwig and Sacramento oh, yeah. Proud nine one six since uh, since I'm from that <laughs> area. So yeah, uh, well,
0: I that know was- that uh it's you know it's one of those things where like it is cool because she did this like third film three you know three times a charm and it happened on her birthday
1: wild wild and right, have, she can't ask for that i have one more like fun fact about greta Gerwig yeah too, that i just saw like this morning apparently have you heard of the the show on hulu it's called how i met your father mm-hmm. it's the spinoff to how i met your mother yeah she was but greta Gerwig actually auditioned for how i met your father and didn't get it mm-hmm. so, and can you imagine <laughs> like if she got like that
0: role, oh my gosh yeah
1: she probably wouldn't be directing barbie nope. right now No. Nope. so nope. i feel i i feel like if uh this if we're gonna end the podcast right 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 now like this is kind of like a perfect kind of like like just uh, just uh just a lesson for everyone where it's just like yeah if life is like if you like, if you didn't get like that job or, and stuff like that, if uh, life is getting you down that like the future, the future will be better. And I feel like Mm -hmm, that that's kind of like, just because she didn't get the, how I met your father, like, like role. She also has she's she's a billion dollar like filmmaker now. So yeah, it's, yeah,
0: can't wait to see what her her future holds. And um, I think that's great. Like I'm excited for I'm excited to see what Mattel does next. I don't think they're going to hit lightning twice like this i don't think that they're gonna come out uh like (laughs) with something like this so this is something that i think is rare and i hope people get a chance to to go see it and enjoy it and get the the pink fever that's coming with it um because it's definitely yeah it's a barbie (laughs) hyman summer so um, thanks so much for being on our show marley why don't you tell our stoner lights where they can find you on the web um i know you're not doing movie stuff right now but hopefully soon you will be again
1: yeah people can follow me on instagram i'm sharing my memes uh at martley loves film uh i like talking about movies just shoot me a dm and we can talk about uh movies and dms for like right now uh I'm pretty much Marley Love's film on on every on every platform. Uh is it X now? Twitter?
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not going it's Twitter. I don't, I don't it's Twitter. Know. Yeah.
1: It's <laughs> yeah. loves film on Twitter, uh, TikTok, and then YouTube. I'm starting to make some YouTube videos and then Nice. Like I mentioned, you can listen to the podcast, The Real Livers Podcasts, where we talk about the Letterboxd top two hundred and fifty movies. Uh I think I i'm about a tenth of the way through that uh, wow. that list right commitment. now
0: so yeah commitment. <laughs> yeah. and we will put the links to those so if you want to follow marley or listen to the podcast um we'll have the links for that on the episode notes otherwise you guys know you can find us on the web at stoned and social on instagram or you can hit us up old school style at stoned and at gmail.com and the crib always has edibles come over to www.stonedandsocial.com and send us a message there otherwise we will see you same place same time next week don't forget namaste trust in the universe bye guys bye thanks
1: thanks for having me <laughs>